Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The following podcast is brought to you by the Taves Consumer Electronics Show, running from October 13th to the 15th at the Toronto Congress Centre. Go to taveshow.com to get your tickets now. What's good, Internet? You're listening to episode 141 of the Syrupcast, not episode 135. We're recording this week's episode on Thursday, October 5th. The Syrupcast is a podcast devoted to fostering intelligent and fun discussion related to the Canadian tech and telecom ecosystem. I'm your host, Igor Bonifacic. This week, I'm joined by Mobile Syrup Senior Editor and Time Traveler, Patrick O'Rourke. Patrick? What's up, Igor? How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Where does the uh, flow of time take you today? episode 134 last week so you know that was a very it turns out that was a smart you know call out last week um we also have on the zeros and ones dj rose gold bahar thank you i'm loving that new intro wickety wickety um lastly we have ted the prince chrysonis back from new york how are you sir i'm fabulous thank you no, thank you for rushing from the airport to get to the <laughs> podcast to talk to us. Um, we'll talk about where Ted was in a moment. But of course, everyone is here, is here to talk about uh, the Pixel event, which was yesterday. Um, if you're listening to this on Friday, then it was on Wednesday. Google announced a suite of new products. Um, I figure the best way to start is, what was your favorite? Let's do this this way. What is your favorite? What was your favorite announcement? What was your least favorite announcement? um ted you're our guest why don't you start oh, us off oh oh on the spot on the spot you know well, how i roll um well okay so i think the phones were the most leaked out of mm-hmm. all the products right yeah. so mm-hmm. so i think that was probably the least surprising uh, mm-hmm. out of all the devices um but i liked what they did with mm-hmm. uh i mean that camera to me is really intriguing that mm-hmm. you're able to do all those bokeh effects yeah. and, and you know and the ar stuff with the camera with only one lens too yeah. which you know was that was the surprising part for me was that there actually wasn't two lenses even though the leak suggested there wouldn't be mm-hmm. anyway but i thought maybe they might pull uh <laughs> you know a fast one on us there so i i think the phones ultimately are still probably the best um out of everything they've announced yet you know on uh, yesterday you're saying clips uh, is not going to change the world i don't think so okay narrative okay. tried that and uh, it didn't work out too well with them <laughs> yes. so uh so hey, we'll they're see. still alive sort of sort let of. me let well, me take this down for the record clips will not change the world <laughs> uh, yeah i don't see it now yeah. so so i think the phones will stand out the most because that's where more people will be focused Right. Mm-hmm, Some totally. of the other products, I think, is it's going to take a little time, depending. Um, and obviously, the least popular. Uh, should I say that now, or, or are you going like the favorites first? Uh, you do. You do. You. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Every form. But I have a yeah. feeling. I have a feeling the least favorite is going to be unanimous, and it's going to be the Pixel Book. It was certainly my least favorite. Yeah. I had to do the hands-on, so <laughs> you can imagine what that was like for me. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, Pat. 
Uh, so I think my favorite was probably the Google Home Mini. Yes, I uh, did love that. Uh, it has horrible sound quality, but I think that price point, I think it's $79 Canadian. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting price point sort of to get people into the door with smart home stuff and having a smart oh, home sure. assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the speaker is absolutely horrible. It's like worse than my first Bluetooth speaker I ever owned like mm-hmm. uh, seven or eight years ago. Um, but but that's to be expected. That's what you get for the price. Um, well, you can pair it with a speaker. Mm-hmm. Only if it's Google Cast. Oh. You can't pair it with any Bluetooth speaker. This is what I learned yesterday. So it has to be a speaker that offers casting ability. Yes. Uh, that sounds pretty bad. So, so if you, But if you have a Chromecast audio, I guess that's one. Then, yeah. then you could do yeah. that, right? So yeah, you have yeah. to have the Chromecast audio. That's yeah. kind of key. Because uh, I tried to pair it to my, what is it, UE, uh, one of the first generation UE Boom uh, Bluetooth speakers. All right. Have, yeah, yeah. And it would not work. There's nothing I could do to get it to work. Wow. So then I started researching it, and it has to have cast technology for it. Did they say why? It seems like cost cutting, right? Like also probably to keep you in the, the Google ecosystem to an yeah. extent, I think. Yeah. I guess they can upsell you a Chromecast audio at that point, right? And, and yeah. I think I think so. unlike the the Echo Dot, they're they're kind of marketing this more as like a Google assistant device rather than than a music playing machine. But you're gonna ask it to play music. So, yeah, you, you can certainly. So I mean, it would make sense to pair it with a speaker. I mean, that's yeah, what, yeah. I'm that's not. I, I'm not saying that it, it it it's the right decision, but I think that's what Google's doing. Okay. Where, where right, because the actual home has Bluetooth. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, and then yes. I also like mm-hmm. the Max. I don't know when it's coming here. I think that's cool because uh, I'm not that happy with the Google Home sound. Mm-hmm. I always preferred the Echoes. Uh, and then I, I also guess... Also, it's endorsed by Diplo. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And Diplo has a ponytail now. That mm-hmm. was pro- probably the, the most interesting announcement. I think so. That's what I was going to say. You just stole it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my least favorite was the the Pixel Book, uh, though I do find the Pixel Book fascinating because I don't know who it's for. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why it exists, and I don't know why it's so expensive. I, I just don't understand why Google is insistent on creating a Chromebook that is a thousand three hundred dollars Canadian. Is that mm-hmm. how much it is? Yeah, yeah, you can go up to two thousand dollars if you, depending on the specs, right? Yeah, if you, so how you uh, spec it up? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I just don't I don't understand it. I don't know who it's for. Um, I would like to try one. That, that, that would be fun, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know who the device is for. Mm-hmm. Rose? I mean, in terms of actual moments from the presentation, it was definitely Diplo saying, this is dope about the Google Home Max, which mm-hmm. convinced me and I think everybody to buy it. It convinced me. Um, but but in actual, in reality, it's, it's definitely the phones. I was a big fan and am a big fan of the current generation or, or the previous generation pixels. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I'm I'm really excited about the Pixel 2s. They I think came out with um, a really interesting package. The camera, which at first glance doesn't seem very exciting compared to other like dual pixel uh, dual camera setups, um, actually has quite a few um, small iterative changes that come together to make it, it. It seems like it'll be quite a bit better than last year's camera. And last year's camera is like one of the favorites of mobile tech enthusiasts everywhere it's one of the best i've shot with in yeah. auto yeah. like as far as auto mode in goes. Auto, yeah. exactly yeah. and i do use auto mode yeah. you know i don't often get into the manual settings well they didn't so. offer manual on and, the, they on the still don't. Anyway. No. and they still don't so. yeah can you do the third party app? you can oh, yes. yeah yes yeah that's right yeah i did have an app where i used it to take raw photos through the uh the pixel which was also great uh for if you wanted to sort of like take professional type shots with the pixel which was it was possible I, I took some ones that we put in articles and you know i'm not sure you can really tell the difference in certain lightings um so i think that was really exciting the uh, actual software 
um, is sort of evolved from last year too. Uh, so I, I'm really a fan of what this phone looked like and felt like. The design is kind of kitschy. Um, not sure I'm into it, but I would live with it, especially the the, the all black Pixel XL two XL. Did you prefer the XL or the Pixel two design? The um, the Pixel 2 XL, but I think I'll get the Pixel 2 because it will fit my hand better and because the squeezing functionality seemed to work better with the Pixel 2 rather than the Pixel 2 XL. I think a lot of people were saying they had issues like getting the squeeze on the first time with the Pixel 2 XL. And I know they say you can you can tweak the sensitivity, but I don't want it to be extra sensitive anyway. So I felt I felt it was more you know easily pushed in with the Pixel 2. Also, did you know? Google invented Shazam. Yeah. Did they really? No, that's well, what this, that was the whole thing, right? They added that yeah. feature, which you, is really neat. It's you a had neat me feature. Convinced. Yeah. <laughs> the the feature is a Shazam like functionality wherein it can identify music that's playing in the background. Yeah. Uh, and it does it with a database of songs that's on the device. It's local. Yeah, I know. That's really um, surprising. And it, it does it while your phone is just in always on display mode. So um, it tries to save energy as much as it can, but it's using the same technology that it uses to listen to hear OK Google. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how they they paired so, that in. Okay, works so, very well. So just to clarify, so you're saying that it'll it'll know what song is playing based on like you don't have to be connected to Wi-Fi or mm-hmm. LTE or anything. So could it be then that maybe that they just indexed all the music they had from Google Play Music and then added that index? That's probably to yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. I mean, that seems likely. Yeah. That, that seems that yeah. makes the most sense. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but then I, I didn't get yeah. the full details on it either. But that yeah. seems likely. And it was it worked well. Like within, I'd say, under twenty seconds, it would guess most songs, and it got even one that was like slightly obscure, but. But most obscure songs it won't have because it's only like they only said it had tens of thousands of songs. So that's that's far from from the whole, you know, canon. Oh, yeah, tried it, yeah, yeah. tried it about three times, right? Yep. It worked. Yeah, it, it always worked. Yeah. So and that was really that was a really handy functionality. I think um, what was most disappointing. Um, I mean, I thought the I'm not sure if I totally understood the value of clips, especially because it was quite expensive. But that's not coming to Canada anyway. Um, or at least, at least right not right yeah. now, mm-hmm. and um, and the Pixel Book similarly. I didn't think the uh, the value made sense at the the high price that they were setting it at. Um, okay, so the Pixel, I think it was a device that was really well regarded, especially in critical uh, circles, and certainly people who bought it, um, if they didn't have an issue with it, uh, which you know for some people there were significant issues with the Pixel. Uh, it was a really well-regarded device, but I wouldn't. It isn't what I think you would call a mainstream success. Does the Pixel Two do enough to become a mainstream success? Is that is in its future, or is this another kind of niche play for Google moving forward? Well, it's. I mean, it's for one thing, the pricing is very close to mm-hmm. where the other two main guys are at, right? So. Uh, you know, right now, I think that, like it's with 64 gigs and 128 gig. Yep. So they, you know, they offer two storage sizes that I think people are going to be okay with uh, for the most mm-hmm. part. No 256, but that's okay. Uh, Apple doesn't have a 128, and Samsung only has a 64 because they rely on that memory card expansion. Mm-hmm. So I think the pricing is very close. So the Pixel 2 actually, I think, may do better because of the pricing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the Pixel 2 XL, I think, will be. Uh, I think people are going to hang on to that phone longer. Uh, because once they get it and they're, they're paying full freight for it, I think that they're going to want to hang on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't look like one really functions better than the other. It's not like you know certain phones where they come out where they come out in twos. 
So like the Huawei P10 and P10 Plus, for example, the P10 Plus had a slightly yeah, better different. camera because yeah. of that wider aperture on the other lens. So it, it doesn't look like there's anything different between the two as far as how they perform or how they shoot photos, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right. it's mostly just display and yeah. memory. A display does, for me anyways, when I was looking at them, like it made a big a big difference for me because the, just the, the regular Pixel 2, um, when I was holding it in my hand, felt almost identical to, to last year's, whereas the Pixel yep. 2 XL has like a little bit of flash to it. Yeah. It kind of sits more in line with the phones that released this year, particularly the yeah. G6 that has a similar sort of curved, sides of the screen looks a lot more um, modern i really liked it I, th- I thought it was a nice looking phone I'd, i don't know if i would ever go out and buy the the just the regular smaller pixel though just because it it looks exactly like the phone i already have in my hand i mean i it i will defend it and say that it's a lot thinner than last year so it's a lot less of a chunky true. Yeah, device that's true. Yeah. but that's yeah mm-hmm. I mean, you're fairly right about that i i think for pixels it's going to be a slow burn um just because there's nothing that is so exciting about it that I think will draw droves of customers like Apple customers over to the Google Pixel. However, if they do try it out or if one or two people try it out, I think they will find that the overall experience, the smoothness and the ease of use is quite similar to um, an iPhone if that's what they're used to. And they might slowly, bit by bit, start to gain customers and, and build up. But I don't think it's going to happen all at once. They need to build enough of them, too. Yeah, they also need to have. Year, that's right? absolutely right. I, yeah. I think it's a good point. And I think, see, one thing that Apple does well is that the intuitiveness of iOS helps sell the device. Hmm. People feel good and they feel safe using it. Um, if you were to ask most people, I think, who use Android phones, or they've used, let's say they've used only Samsung phones, they may not even know what stock Android is, totally. yeah. right? So the fragmentation of the operating system does play a role in how these types of launches work. So it's great that the Pixel has stock Android. We know what that is intrinsically because mm-hmm. we're dealing with these devices all the time, and we know the how we know the differences. We know the intricacies of what a Samsung phone is like, or a Pixel, or an, an LG. We know how their different UIs work. To me, stock Android, everybody should be using it. And then building off that, but not with these crazy overlays. <laughs> Just, I mean, have your own apps, great. Yeah. Uh, but you know, stock Android is awesome. Like it just works really well because it's so smooth. It's not, it's not weighed down by anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Google doesn't tell that story. Yeah. And, and 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 partly, I think maybe they don't want to undermine, you know, their 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 partners. Right. Um, but this fragmentation thing has to be brought under control at some point. You can't mm-hmm. have a situation where you know, 10% of devices are using Nougat, and we're already at Oreo now. I think but now what incentive does Google have to help that issue when it's actually beneficial to the Pixel, if you think about right. it? <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, that's, that's a good e- point, too. Even yeah. the Pixel, it, you know, what it, the Pixel launcher is different from the stock Android launcher. Totally, right? yeah. The, like, the idea of stock has become a bit muddied, like, lately, because it is the Pixel stock Android, or is that a special flavor of stack stock Android, which I think I, it I is. I think one of the other things, too, that uh, I, Google's going to battle with, with the Pixel, and it was with the first Pixel, too, is that for so many people, Android is Samsung. That That's when, yes. when they go mm-hmm. out and buy a phone, they think that Android is Samsung, and they don't. So I, I think some people don't even know that like Google is behind Android or that the phone even runs Android. They just get a Samsung phone and that's what Android mm-hmm. is. It's synonymous. Um, and I think that that's what the Pixel needs to become for Google. Um, and I, I don't know what the steps are to get it there. I, I think that they made a lot of improvements this year that made sense, particularly the IP67 waterproof. That, that was that mm-hmm. wa- water resistance, not waterproof. Um, 
uh, I think that was one of the downsides of the original Pixel. I think I was pretty critical of that in my review last year. Mm-hmm. On the, and there's like other little subtle changes too. The phone's definitely thinner, like Rose mentioned, um, and it and it looks much sleeker than last year. No so headphone I think jack. No headphone <laughs> yeah. jack. No yeah. headphone jack. Um, yeah, yeah that's that, true too. Has an adapter in the box. So. It does yes. have an adapter in the box. Yeah. But it costs twenty dollars if you want to buy it. On, so. <laughs> um, on that note, um, do you think this was kind of a, a too much of a reserved upgrade, or or too subtle to use a word uh, to borrow a word Patrick used? Love that word. Um, <laughs> like, could it have done more in a sense? Uh, well, but mm. see, the underlying promise here is that they are looking mm. to improve the device with software updates moving forward, mm-hmm. right? So for two years. Well, they said three. Three, okay. They said three. Yeah. They they will support the device for three years. Now, that's that's Apple-esque, really, mm-hmm. if you think about it. So, I mean, for Android, actually, from, from other manufacturers, you don't usually yeah. get three years. Six so months. Yeah, yeah, iOS, <laughs> yeah, iOS, you get about three years. At maybe least, four, yeah. if you're lucky. Yeah, even four. So, yeah. so I think it, it, it's the underlying promise is, hey, stick with us, because mm-hmm. we're going to take care of you for three years. We're going to improve the functionality of this device. We're going to add things to it over time that's going to mm-hmm. make it even better than it is. And I think that is the value proposition that they're trying to put across. I don't know that they've really marketed that in any way or what kind of discussions they had with you guys when you went there. But um, that's my sense of it is that, hey, stick with us. We're going to take care of you for three years. And you can expect that the device you have today mm-hmm. is going to be it, it, the, or the device you have a couple of years from now is going to be better than the device you're using right now. Mm-hmm. I, I also still find it a little, well, not a little, pretty, pretty fascinating. Um, so when Apple removed the headphone jack, there's there's a ton of outrage over it. But now that Google's done it, uh, there's a little bit of outrage. But it, it, but if you looked around the announcement and the general sentiment on Twitter, people kind of just accepted it. I think people okay have just realized that the war has <laughs> has been lost. Sure, right? I, like, I just I just expected yeah. torches and, and pitchforks. Out yeah. No tiki torches again. here, thankfully. No. And and, yeah. and wireless earbuds are getting cheaper and cheaper yeah. i mean yeah. you know especially the ones where there's a cable that just connects the two sides mm-hmm. uh like you know you're, you're able to get those for under 100 bucks now i'm mm-hmm. excited yeah. to try the pixel buds too yeah yeah those look interesting yeah mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. um i think from my perspective as a consumer i think that um I, i'm not looking for really really flashy updates as much as i'm looking for little things that make life easier and the announcement that that Google had and, and the Google Pixels, uh, Pixel Twos, they they look as if they have that potential. Um, they've brought a number of like little software features, like Google Lens, and introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Like that Shazam feature that I think are really nice, handy touches um, that make life easier. And the the camera is similarly easy to use as it was in the past. The people who like that about the Pixel, they're going to be completely happy with it. I, I don't think they needed to go bigger than that. Totally. But I think it's also safe to say, Rose, that you're kind of a more educated consumer than most people, right? Um, and just to put this in context, um, during the event, I was approached by Rob Curry from TELUS. And he asked me, he's like, 
Do you think it's going to be to the detriment of this phone that it doesn't have a uh, dual camera setup? Uh, and he was just asking that, you know, knowing who I am as a person who loves photography. And I honestly didn't know how to answer that question because, you know, to me, it's like, well, I'd rather have one good camera than two mediocre cameras, right? <laughs> um, but how do you like, how do you translate that? Like what's great about the Pixel to consumers, right? Like does the, you know, the... Um, sales represents say oh it has a 98 on dxo mark what does that <laughs> even mean right like yeah, but uh, you know like how, whereas this yeah. has two cameras it, it means like, google paid dxo mark a it, lot of money it, i'm not right but i'm like, not like entirely sure that the whole two cameras thing is no, a totally. really really great selling point right now for a lot of people they just ask is the camera good totally and they don't have any capacity to go far above that level of but, discussion there's a flashiness to the iPhone 10 and the um, Samsung Note 8 and the Samsung uh, Galaxy S8 that there isn't with the uh, Pixel. Would you not agree? Okay, but wait. Yeah. So the iPhone 7 Plus outsold the iPhone 7. Mm-hmm. And I have a, I think the dual lens had something to do with that. I, I mean, it, mm-hmm. yes, there was a screen size, but that was the first time that the larger... Like, I, we believe, anyway, that that was the first time that the larger model at least out of the gate, mm-hmm. outsold the smaller one, despite mm-hmm. the fact that it was more expensive. So I think Rob's question then does have validity, right? Like, right. will the Pixel be able to compete in a marketplace Right, but like here's that? the thing. So yeah. if if people look on social media, let's say people are posting with, you know, photos that they took. And I saw that yesterday. People were posting photos from the event mm-hmm. on Instagram of, you know, the bokeh effects and yeah, the AR, AR features and things like that. I think that is one way to sell a camera on a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, if people say, Hey, I shot this with, you know, this phone shot by uh, pixel hashtag, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Made by Google. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, it, it, that is, that'd be one way that's like, that's word of mouth in a, in mm-hmm. a, in a social media sense. So sometimes I think that can help sell a camera. Right. And it's the best uh, kind of word of mouth just because it's yeah. visual. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I think when people say, Oh my God, you, you know, cause I've seen that myself in showing people photos I've taken with different phones. Right. And, and, and they're just shocked. Oh my God. How you know, with a G six yeah. or a G five yeah. or even back with a G four mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, I mean, people were stunned. They're like, Oh my God, uh, you know, I didn't know this phone could take these kinds that of wasn't photos. That was when the big leap happened right? in, mm-hmm. in photography quality for phones. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. LG made a huge leap yeah. with a G four. So, uh, so that's what I mean. I think when, when people see the visual, then they're mm-hmm. intrigued. Um, so yeah, I think it more comes down to the result and, um, the features that they can sell because you can still sell bokeh effect with the pixel because it it does that this year. So, I mean, I think there's, I think there's still, I'm not sure how much that's going to be a detractor. Well, bear in mind though, bear in mind also bokeh effects have been in phones for a while. Samsung Mm -hmm. was doing it at the selective focus feature for years. Uh, HTC had done it with a dual end setup back going to the M8. That's yeah. digital, right? right? Purely, well, purely digital? Uh, yeah. In Samsung's yeah. case, it was purely digital because it was one lens. Whereas HTC, when they first did it with the M8, were doing it with two lenses, right? Where the one lens mm-hmm. was purely focused on doing that. But other, other, you know, even like the the, uh, the Huawei P10 and yep. P10 Plus have a bokeh effect as well. Um, mm-hmm. And now they use two lenses, but they had done it. I think they had done it even before that. So... Mm-hmm. You know, right. There, there's a number of, a number of manufacturers that have tried this with one lens. It's just nobody paid attention to it. I, I think the Pixel 2 XL can also go toe to toe with this year's flagships. Like if you if you put them all down a, on mm-hmm. a table, I don't I don't necessarily depending on like your taste and design and whatever. I don't think it necessarily looks like an older device. I think if you put it beside the 
the Note 8 or the iPhone uh, 10 or even the, not the iPhone, uh, not the iPhone 8 for sure. That that looks like last year's device. <laughs> um, but but if you put it beside any of this year's Android devices, including the iPhone 10, like I, I think it would go toe to toe. Well, the them. V30, LG V30 is a really nice looking yeah. phone. The Note yeah. 8's a nice looking phone. Yeah. The mm-hmm. Pixel, the Pixel 2 though, I I don't think it does. I think it looks like it's older. Yeah. 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 It is the yeah. iPhone 8 of the crop. That's true. Yeah. yeah. The Pixel exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's uh, a good way to I describe think that's it. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Is the headline of the review? Yeah. <laughs> um. Anything else to say about the event or the Pixel specifically? I mean, uh, I, I thought the fact that um, Google's been able to get the depth of field effect to work on a single lens yeah. camera is yeah. cool. Um, I know it's a mix of digital and optical tri- uh, tricks that they're doing. Uh, yeah. I thought it worked reasonably well. I think the effect's more subtle than what I've seen from other manufacturers. Definitely more subtle than uh, the iPhone 8. Uh, way more subtle than the iPhone 7. Uh, it seemed kind of on par with what I played around with with the with the Note 8, though you could like ch- kind of change yeah, you the, the sensitivity yeah, of it, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely want to try it out more. I know we had uh, Rose and I had difficulty yeah. getting it to work sometimes. Yeah, um, occasionally you kind of have to focus on the subject very closely yeah. to make it work. But when it did, it managed to kind of like deal with my frizzy hair really well. So that's it, one, and, and one it, bonus. It didn't have the like. It doesn't happen much with the iPhone 8, but with the 7, it happened quite frequently where um, it would blur the edges of the person and not just the background. Yeah, yeah. It didn't yeah. have that, no, uh, which I well. thought was impressive. Um, I'd, I'd like to learn more about how they're doing it, but I think it's it's definitely interesting that they've managed to make that happen with, with one lens. Right. Again, I would contend, you know, where the uphill battle for the Pixel is, is like Apple has been doing this for a bit longer and thus it is more impressive on the iphone mm-hmm. simply by the fact that it's more fleshed out so yeah. in the iphone you have like you can change to studio lighting right and that's really that's true. i forgot about the lighting like works. i mean it all comes down to show don't tell right yeah. like i can tell you like you know the bokeh effects are similar but when you see it how it's done on the iphone and the fact that you can do this like black and white studio yeah that like that is something where that's like a wow for people who have yeah. like never seen and, like these AR and photography technologies work in unison. And some right? of the some of the iPhone's lighting effects aren't great. Um, totally. Like there's some that don't really make that mo- much of a difference, but there's a few in there, particularly the ones that you mentioned, like the yeah. black and white one um, and the studio one. That The studio one looks really cool. It's mm-hmm. it's like a little finicky. Like sometimes I've seen certain yeah. parts of people's faces get, get blacked yeah, out and yeah, stuff yeah, by it. Yeah. But when it works, it is really, really cool. And I know it's things that you could do on your own in Photoshop, but... It's kind of like democratizing the ability to do that and making it easier. Yeah. Certainly all the Instagram models of the world are happy. If, if you search for like that feature with the hashtag, there's so many photos of like people using it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Teddy, please tell us some more about why you were in New York. And then we can tie I was to there to... for the Sonos One yeah. launch. Yes. Um, so Sonos has launched a new speaker, mm-hmm. a, their first uh, connected speaker, mm-hmm. you know, smart connected speaker, which will have uh, Alexa. Amazon Alexa integration, and soon, at some point next year, they just said 2018, uh, Google Assistant as well. Mm-hmm. So there are two things that kind of happened here. Uh, one is the speaker itself, uh, which I'll get to in a second, but also that they opened up Alexa integration for existing speakers too. Right. So if you have an Echo or an Echo Dot, you can use them you can use them in tandem with Sonos speakers. Ah, uh, okay. I didn't right? understand that. Like, I was kind of a bit yeah. lost on that. So, so now, because before, obviously, there was, the only way you could have done it before was if you plugged in through an Oxen cable, uh, a Play 5, an yeah. Echo, uh, or Echo Dot with a Play 5. Then it would have turned it into a, quote, dummy speaker, 
where then you could have played music through there. Mm -hmm. This is different. Now this is just like as it usually is with any speaker that, you know, Alexa supports. You say what you want, you ask for music, and then it just plays it through the speaker. Now officially mm -hmm. this is available in the U.S., U.K., and Germany, the three countries where Alexa is already officially available. Mm. However, I don't see what would limit anybody in Canada from using it, to be honest. Well, Pat has a theory about uh, this. <laughs> rumor is, in my mind, um, so I, I, I know that there's there's quite a few devices that I can't talk about that are coming uh, soon that feature Alexa. Mm -hmm. um, so my expectations would be that Amazon's going to start rolling out their suite of devices soon, mm -hmm. too. Yeah, oh, probably. So, so yeah. like, I think that this Sonos announcement... Um, it's coming to Canada officially, right? Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. pre-orders are so, going on. Yeah, so I expect yeah. like this month, next month, the month after, we're going to see like a ton of of, of Alexa-enabled devices well, yeah, from we, different we, companies. Well, we know also that I mean that that Alexa's launch in Canada has been rumored for quite some time. Oh yeah, and that it's a long, expected long to time. you know it's expected to happen by the end of the year. So, but even even without that, if you have an Echo Dot or you're buying one in the U.S., you can use. I mean, you can already use it now. You just don't yep. get the localization. So if you ask for weather, it's just not going to tell you. Uh, just say you're the say the city just that you just want. Say, and, yeah, and you just say you. the city that you're yeah. in, and then it'll tell you. So, but in terms of integration with smart home products or speakers like Sonos, it works mm -hmm. perfectly fine. There's no the, the, the localization doesn't matter in that case. Mm -hmm. um, other than maybe you know if you're trying to automate something through like an IFTTT recipe or something. But mm -hmm. uh, beyond that, uh, this new setup that Sonos announced, I think, should work fine here and if mm -hmm. you run into any problems geographically i think even a vpn would probably get you past that yeah so they um, wouldn't they wouldn't block vpns or i don't anything. think so I don't, yeah. I, i'm not aware of amazon or alexa I, or, 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 or sorry amazon or a sonos ever blocking i know amazon doesn't for sure so, yeah, yeah so that should be okay um what were your impressions of um the speaker itself and then the follow-up question is is this is the sonos one something you would recommend over google home or uh, the Echo one, it, if ever, it eventually comes to Canada. Well, yeah, so yeah. the Sonos one looks a lot like the Play one, mm -hmm. even though they're saying that they're not the same. Okay. That internally, apparently, they're very different, but sonically, they are just about the same. We had some cases left over, so we put <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I mean, the form factor is very similar. It's just the, the top is flat, and yeah. it has all the, the touch gesture controls that are at the top, including the microphone button. It's which, the iPhone SE of speakers. Yes. <laughs> So sonically, though, it's pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. And uh, I asked... Which is if, great. It, it, well, yeah, I mean, the Play 1 sounds great. You cannot pair a Play 1 with a Sonos 1 for stereo pairing, though. Okay? Oh. So it, you're going to have to get two Sonos 1s if you want to do stereo pairing. For so the, why they yeah, pay this man the big bucks. Yeah, uh, yeah they, 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 <laughs> they're, they're sticking to that in that you want to do stereo pairing, you, you got to have two of the same speaker. Yeah. So I listened to it. It sounded great. The Alexa integration was, was good as well. You could have a default. Now, Spotify won't be available initially uh, when it launches October 24th. They're saying really? it's going to be a few weeks uh, uh -huh. before that actually gets to, to go live. Uh, but it will work with other music services. Like whatever Alexa supports is what the speaker will support. So, you know, Apple Music, of course, is not in there because there's no support for that. But um, if, if Alexa supports it, you can use it through the Sonos One. And That's effectively, cool. the Sonos One is the same as an Echo because you can control your smart home products through a Sonos One too. Mm -hmm. And I should add that if you have existing Sonos speakers, your Sonos One could be like your conduit, your arbiter. So you can say you can start music on that speaker and then move it to another speaker in, in, in the setup that you have mm -hmm. uh, through your voice. Mm -hmm. All right, we're running out of time. I wish we could talk more about uh, everything. 
but uh, Robin has a meeting to go to. We should be respectful <laughs> of that. Uh, shout out to everyone. Oh, um, my shout out goes to um, young Bradley Shankar, who is a staff writer at our site. And never he, heard of him. Never heard of him. He's great. Try no. him out. Uh, try reading his stuff. <laughs> try him out. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> he went to San Francisco to check out some Windows Mixed Reality. Um, and he has a really great uh, hands-on with some of those mixed reality headsets that uh, Microsoft is making with their partners. Um, and he's very knowledgeable about the subject, so it's really fascinating. He I would did, recommend checking out that article. He did a really cool uh, hands-on with a, a Halo mixed reality experience that I was jealous yeah. I didn't get to try too. So that's worth checking out as well. Yeah, absolutely. He's our one of our game experts here at Mobile Syrup. It's my turn now. Um, it can be anyone's turn. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll go. Uh, so for for my Switch Minute this week, mm-hmm. uh, I actually have something. Last week I did not. I know our, our listeners you disappointed were, were, us. They were probably very devastated. Um, so th- uh, a game that's been available for, I don't know, a little over a year now. It came out on PC first, and then it made its way to PS4 and Xbox One uh, called Stardew Valley. It's a sort of spiritual successor to Harvest Moon where you... You run a farm and you, you live your life and you have live the good life. Yeah, you live yeah. the good life. You have relationships with people in town. Harvest Moon really stressed me out. Really? Yeah, I found it a really stressful. Like game. the actual farming. Aspects yeah, I was of like, it? oh my gosh, how am I to be expected to make this farm like profitable? Yeah, this this so is difficult. like Harvest Moon on speed. <laughs> there's like so many things to the game. It, it gets insane. There's like you can get greenhouses and there's like different irrigation systems. Anyways, it's fun. It's, it's a great game, and now it's available on the Switch, uh, which I think is a perfect platform for it. Um, also, uh, bonus, as a bonus. Whoa, bonus round. Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Great uh, name for made, a game. It, great name, amazing name, which is made by a Toronto-based studio called Asteroid Base, is also now available for the Switch, and it has local multiplayer, so you should get it. Totally. Yep. If you want to play with Pat, he will insist on being the pilot in the spacecraft. Because no one's as good as, at being the pilot as I am. Well, this is true. Accurate. Teddy, can't, for me, can't argue. For me, uh, I, I'll shout out to Sonos um, yeah. for opening up its platform to third parties, to for supporting two uh, voice platforms, mm. and uh, for coming in at two forty nine, uh, two fifty Canadian for the Sonos One, which is under uh, what the uh, Home Max is going to sell for, and Apple's HomePod is going to mm. sell for. I mean, in fact, you might even be able to get two Sonos Ones for the price of one of those. <laughs> That's a really good price. So yeah. you know, yeah. I think uh, so. I think ultimately, they 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 did a lot of good things yesterday. Uh, my shout out goes to uh, Chance the Rapper. Uh, he released a new song with Daniel Caesar. You can check it out on YouTube. Uh, it's on the Colbert Show. It's a beautiful song. But he also did uh, a benefit for uh, Puerto Rico and Hurricane. Uh, everyone that's gone awesome. through Hurricane Maria. Um, you know, whereas some people have shown their lacking in respect yeah. to Puerto Rico, Chance was there to help the uh, uh, Amer- people who are American citizens. Go Chance <laughs> and go, go Ch- Pitbull too. Pitbull also was helping. Oh, and yeah. Bethany Frankel. Totally. All of the stars except for the, the horrible reality star that became the U.S. president. Yes. Um, on that note, if you have any questions or comments that you'd like to send to Mobile Syrup, you can do so by emailing us at podcast at mobilesyrup.com. I know I promised a post before today's post or today's, <laughs> which I totally forgot. I'm re- really sorry. We'll figure out. It was a busy week. It was a busy week. Uh, we'll figure when Teddy's back, we'll figure out some like Q&A format yeah. so the, the readers can ask everything of you teddy oh i'm all ready for that okay we'll bring out the cigars and the bourbon yeah. uh, to, to talk autonomous uh, automotive stuff absolutely yes, yeah there we yeah. go yeah 
Uh, Rose, where can everyone find us? Um, they can find us at Mobile Syrup on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and other uh, social media platforms. Mm-hmm. And they can find me at Rose Bahar. You can find me at, at Patrick underscore O'Rourke on Twitter. Teddy Wayne. And me at, at by Teddy K. B Y Teddy K. Uh, anything you've uh, written that you'd like to shout out? Well, I am going to do an article mm-hmm. on Cadillac's Super Cruise autonomous mm-hmm. driving technology, which I did check out earlier this week as well. Mm-hmm. So that's coming up and uh, should be uh, should be a pretty cool story. And th- is that on Digital Trends or Mobile Syrup? No, 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 no. Mobile Syrup. Okay, wonderful. Okay. That's why I mentioned it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're, you're a mercenary. You're, you know, like, that's great. I don't, I don't, you know. Just wanted to shout out Digital Trends. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, they have some nice people at Digital Trends. They do. They do. They, like, do. they do. You know. We can admit that. We can admit we're that. We're comfortable in ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, we're not really competing against Digital Trends. <laughs> so, like, eh, This is know. true. Unless Digital Trends decides to come to Canada, in which case we'll murder them. <laughs> Mark my words. This has got, like, real dark. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We'll uh, see you next week. And uh, make sure to drop a comment, a like, a subscribe, all that good stuff. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.